And we're here, and that's not me, that's uh, Freddie Haas. Hello, hello. And uh, this is episode 7, th- oh, it's 735, I didn't adjust the number. It's episode 735, and uh, I'm banned from YouTube, no big deal, but um, I thought, hey, I'm banned, what better guest to bring on than uh, Freddie Haas? Well, that doesn't sound nice. I'm banned from YouTube, so why not bring this guy on? Well, I, 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 yeah, that's probably bad. I don't think YouTube's that known that well yet. So yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're on Facebook Live. We're on Twitter Live. Um, we'll be back on YouTube next Sunday. We're very excited about that, and uh, we still make a strong suggestion to like, subscribe uh, to our podcast on YouTube. Even though they banned us, it's my fault. I hashtagged something inappropriate. I guess uh, misspelling. It's a dyslexic thing, but I had it down, and it is what it is. Anytime during this podcast, you can um, ask us a question and we'll get to it. But before we start doing questions and whatnot, let's talk a little bit about Freddie Haas. Freddie Haas is, uh, uh, he doesn't remember half the stuff, so I have to remember it for him. He won four state titles at Ironwood, right? Four, no. Four, three? No, two? Two, two. What? Two, yeah. That's BS. Yeah, no, just two. Oh, I thought you won like four. Uh, how many club no. titles did you win? Oh, uh, probably three. Three, three, yeah, club. three, three yeah, club tiles so. with Cisco. Uh, AZFC was the first AZFC. one. That's when I went to play and we experienced like real. Oh, real that was stock. with Greg Vanny and company. Greg and yeah, Greg Vanny, Greg Archuleta, Johnny Holt, Johnny Holt, Shingards on the front end. Kenny back. Wright, yeah. I mean, it was and, it was a good good cast. The, the that team was you know the the best player on my any team I'd ever played with. The worst player on the team was was Shine above and beyond you know it's pretty amazing and you you've also uh you won a national title with grand Canyon university in 1997 yeah so it and freddie's a goalkeeper and he played professional soccer with the arizona thunder uh indoor with me and um uh where else you I, you did a league a little bit i thought did you take uh, off somewhere no you know i just you know i did everything i could around here as far as Soros, yeah. Cotton, you know, anything local Options. here, and then Thunder. And then, you know, played a little bit, you know, uh, or tried to tried to play a little bit outside of the state and whatnot. And then, you know, had a, had a, had a, had a, uh, an accident that kind of ended the career. Oh, my gosh, I totally <laughs> forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, you took a rock to the rock head. Rock to the head, yeah. So, you know, uh, lucky to be alive, so, you know. I remember I was in the hospital and everything. <laughs> yeah. You got that mesh setting. So, uh, tell us a little bit uh, what happened. I know where it happened, on the freeway, yeah. This and it was thrown, uh, the 51 freeway. 51, yeah. Back, back there was there's, there's still that footbridge there now, but uh, it was heading... Uh, I guess it would be north. You know, you go through the ma- the mountain path, the, the Phoenix preserves there, and uh, right before the 32nd Street ag- exit, uh, was in a car. The sunroof was open, and someone, kids, were, we think were throwing rocks. One came in through the sunroof and hit me in the head, and that. got like you know, little lower. I'm probably dead. A little higher. I'm probably dead. And 
I, uh, but you know, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I was, totally was, forgot that. Yeah, and that, that was that was pretty pretty intense. And then you know, when I kind of came to a couple of days later, you know, I I said to the doctor, "Hey, I gotta get playing. You know, I want to." And he's like, "You're not playing anymore." <laughs> I said, "What? Wait, I've, I've done this my whole life." But you know, I came to came to deal with it. I guess I, you know, I, I played a little bit men's league now, but yeah, like, uh, that's nothing like that. Well, that's crazy. It, it, we have air conditioning going on right now. Um, so how old old how old were you um, when you uh, got hit by oh, a rock? I think I was twenty four. 23, 24, 25, yeah, I think 01. Okay. So, oh, my gosh. You were young. Yeah, I was. Young. So, yeah. Crazy. For, for a goalkeeper, I was, yeah. Yeah. But, you know. And what, one of the most favorite things I remember about you when you're uh, when we were training with uh, the Thunder, and so before practice, we would shoot, and you would uh, <laughs> defend with no – you put your hands behind your back like you're Conor McGregor. And uh, we would hit balls, and you would just save it with your chest. Before, before yeah, right. you, you just in indoor, you just you're just taking it. You're just like saving it with your your chest, and we're, we're hitting the ball pretty hard. Um, and uh, that was uh, hilarious. And who was the other goalkeeper? Scott Heilman and Chris Agar. Yeah, I remember Scott told you told you you know he said you're played in here. I said just you know fun. Yeah. He said, you got a cup? I said, no, I, I'm not uh, playing baseball right now. He said, get a cup and get as big as you can. And I ran with it. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Scott Heilman was But in the, in the goal, in, indoor in the goal is a little different. More, a lot different. That's you got to kind of want to get hit. So. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to have to fix that AC. That's so loud. Is it too loud? I don't know. Comment, is that AC annoying? If so, I'll just shut it off. Hopefully they can't hear it, but I hear it. But – this is when you need IT. El Rojo's not here. Uh, Ryan's not here. And I had Anthony Hildago, who's going to be here, but he's, he has uh, other plans. But um, we'll make it work. I can I can do both sides. Is it because where I'm sitting? It, the AC just turned on right uh, when the show started. It wasn't a problem until now. But uh, definitely comment. Let us know if it is a problem uh, or give us a thumbs up saying, hey, it's good. And I'll shut it up, shut it off. But um, yeah, that's the problem with not having IT to really direct things. But we're gonna we're gonna. Um, I, I wanted to make sure we we talked a little bit about who you were. Amazing background, as far as uh, ability to play, proven winner. You played with uh, uh, shoot AZFC. That's uh, who Greg Vanny, Dorian Speed. Yeah. Who else? Dorian was on that squad. Uh, and Dor- Dorian would yeah. end up playing professional baseball, right? He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. I think I think all three of them uh, initially went to go play at uh, FIU. Dorian, oh, yeah. Dorian, Kenny, Kenny, and Greg, Larry, or and Kenny, Greg, Kenny then, Wright. Yeah, Kenny Wright. And then they all went. You know, there are separate ways. I think after that, Dorian did go to play some ball for the Cubbies. Um, yeah. But yeah, that team was loaded. It was a, it was a good, big good, athletic good, good, team. Good squad. Jeez. Yeah, good squad. And that was I mean that was my first kind of you know I was fifteen and they were all eighteen. So yeah. I was a sophomore and they were all going to college i'm going to junior year so it yeah was cool yeah but that was i mean that was i guess that was good for me in in the goal because you know i always got to play you know after that year i was the next team was coming up needed a goalkeeper so i got to play with you know older kids which was probably helpful so i i had a uh, i want to kind of steer this podcast talking about um back when we played in the early early 90s Soccer was a lot different than it is today. For example, um, my son was in the state championship game, 
for 2006 out at Bell Bank, and they lost to CCV. But yesterday, there was another state championship, 06, between uh, Tuzos and Arizona um, F- or Arizona FC. And uh, there's, Is that like the community cup or something like that? Or there's, No, there's no, no. There's that, or, too. Uh-huh. This is the top. So it's ASA, AYSA, where we grew up in, ASA. And then there's U.S. Club. So they do a state cup. And then ASA does a state cup. And then there's a bunch of teams that are too good to play state cup. So we we don't know where the talent is as a college recruiter. I, I don't know where they are. But we have two state Don't well, the parents tell you how good they are? Well, <laughs> well of course. Um, yeah, they're always telling us that. But uh, it's different. But when we play, we actually played against each other in the state final. Oh. We're in a double header, and you guys That's beat right. us. Um, I think Chris Crook was on your team. Yeah. We had Johnny Holt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, remember remember J- he ran through J.J. Colbrook was on your team. Remember he creamed Ryan Marr? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that Ryan would, got up fighting, though. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Holt, That man. was a good, good – uh, that was definitely some good competition back then. Yeah, it, it's – different it's different we knew where the 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 players were so um i'm gonna read you i got an email from a listener and i'm gonna read it to you and it's kind of talks about what they're going on they're like they're very confused like how how, how's this all work kind of like things were confusing to us when we were trying to figure out how to work because our parents didn't know but um but they had some questions so i got an email and i i changed the email a little bit so and, and I know she's listening, so I want to make sure she's not feeling like I'm outing her. I'm not. I changed some things, but this email just came uh, yesterday. It says, hello, coach, longtime listener, third-time emailer. I was wondering if you still offer consul- consultation services for youth players. I've been a longtime listener to your podcast, and I've tried to instill this, the soccer values and culture that you preach. This year, we find ourselves at a crossroads. My daughter is with Phoenix Rising since she was five years old, but I noticed earlier, uh, early on that she wasn't getting the technical ability going uh, to our team practices. The last two years, we have been participating with Rising MLS Next. Um, over two years and two coaches' changes, I've noticed some changes. One coach would place my daughter on the team, but then slowly handed the team over to another coach. Well, I noticed coach a liked playing with my daughter, uh, excuse me, <laughs> like playing my daughter. Uh, we have those problems too. And, um, and coach B seemed to like my daughter's style less leading to more bench time. Uh, the move or push felt like they wanted bigger, faster kids despite technical ability. Future tryouts have revealed more of this, of this trend. My daughter is very technical but doesn't have the speed and commanding size and strength uh, they want. After the first year, Coach B was going to be in the sole coach, and he invited my daughter back. I had my hesitations, but she really wanted to be with her friends. Well, we didn't make it through the summer before Coach B handed in his resignation, and we found out that the other coach, Coach C, was going to be our new coach. This change has created a great turbulent year, including limited game time and coaching style that doesn't work. At at this point, it was going to be a mutual separation at the end of the season. They want to bring on players that are more impactful to the game with size and speed, and I want to maintain our love for the game and continue development. 
but still compete at a high level. My daughter's entering high school this year, and I would love her to play. And she's asking for recommendations of where should she go and a coach, player, all that stuff. So to unpack all that, Freddie. That's crazy. Three coaches just constantly changing out, resignations handed out, um, different philosophies, different thoughts, all from the same club. Um, when we played, how many co- you probably could when name all your played, coaches. Yeah, but that was back way back when, you know. Name I mean, all your coaches. I mean, Can you remember them? I mean, there was Joe Ash Dukes. Yep. Right. And Lucky every, on that every, one. Every there, you know. I mean, he's the one that made me a goalkeeper. Uh, I, owe, I owe a lot to him. He uh, and then you know Lewis was always kind of there, but but Lewis would never let me play with that. That was squad. with Trent Talk then. No, no, no. This was Santos. Santos. Okay. At the very beginning, but. I played baseball as well, and you know I was told mm. that there was only one Bo, Bo Jackson, so <laughs> so I never played with that with with that squad. Um, and then, you know, it was right that was right around the time where you know they started charging to coach, um, and so this is probably eighty nine ninety, eighty eight eighty nine ninety, and and you know our parents were like we we don't have money for coaches, and our our dads had coached us growing up and said we'll just take a team to Sunburst and. Sunburst Flames. Right, you know, and they said, so we'll just get a club and we'll create a team. And that was, you know, and then from there, then went to uh, AZFC. And that's when Mike, you know, started playing a little more serious. And that was uh, Carlos uh, Zavaleta and John Kelly. John uh, Kelly. And then. Uh, you know, John Kelly's back at Brophy. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He, I don't know how long he's going to stay there, but he's coaching Brophy again. Is he the head coach there? Yes. He oh, just wow. came back. To cover, uh, they had a lot of turnover lately. Well, I know that George was there, right? Arch- yeah. Archie's all the so, yeah, Archuleta was there. Uh-huh. Archuleta is now at, um, back at his old school, O'Con- O'Connor. O'Connor. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, John Kelly is back. And yeah. I, I, I've been texting John Kelly recently. He's going to be on our, uh, on nice. this podcast, nice. which I'm very excited about because, I don't think he cares anymore. Like <laughs> he, he has no filter. Well, so he, yeah, so he, you know, it was them two, and then, uh, but again, again, I was young. I was only, you know, I was very kind of timid and, and intimidated by these these kids that were amazing yeah. going off to play at, you know, FIU and Santa, Santa Clara. Clara and well, that's Derek Burnell, right? Yeah, and man, Point Loma, Chad, uh, you know, played right yeah. over there. Chad Swank. Uh, there was tons of guys. I mean, it was it was it was it was pretty impressive. And then after that, Jason Moon coached us that squad and then yep so then it kind of rolled into to drac drac so, attack yeah so uh Drac-a- yeah but but to your point i think but the, you know there wasn't as many options uh there weren't, weren't as many you know for for soccer at that yeah well I the, think at that the, level. the limited options freddie um you names uh, i recruit now i've been recruiting 20 years so I, i'm seeing the club game nonstop. there there isn't a bunch of uh Derek Burnell's that no. doesn't exist. That, that kind of speed. Have really? you seen Derek Burnell? I don't know. Dude, I, I don't he, know. I, he I, is no, no, I know. I so fast. So me. athletic. Yeah. I played with him and against him, you know, yeah. but, but that that's, doesn't exist as a, I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm questioning. They're playing. Really, under, there's not, that doesn't exist. I have well, find it, it hard to believe. You, you would think, okay. Okay. Uh, Derek Burnell played, uh, AZFC, Brophy um, ended up going to Santa's, uh, Santa Clara, fast, athletic, uh, like Sasha Hunter. You know, l- there's not athletes like that today. It, you would think there'd be a lot more. 
because the game's grown. There'd be like 15, 20 of them. That athletic? No. It, yeah. it, no. Not, basically, we, Freddie, uh, how, many, how many of your coaches were A license? There was no license. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there was no license, but I mean, that was the thing. I mean, Davey, you know, back when we were kids, if you had an accent, you were qualified to be a coach, right? <laughs> I mean, and, that's but that was the and, time, and, right? And some of my coaches uh, had an accent, and then it went away, and it came back. <laughs> Inside joke, but well, everyone else uh, yes, pretty much yes, knows the story yes, on that what's one. What's happening there? Um, yeah, so... Uh, Derek Burnell, Greg Vanny, uh, it, you had a uh, what are athletes? I remember Chad Polific. Polifka. Oh, Polifka. Yeah, yeah, he, he was older, but they were they were they, There's good Dude, talent here. Good talent. Chad Polifka, his quads. <laughs> remember his quads? How tall was he? Six four. He was, yeah, he was Six four. Boy. Could strike the ball right, left foot. His quads were so like horse legs, and. He was just a freaky athlete. There was a lot like that. And you're saying that's not out there today. You're saying that. Man, you know, my nephew what? played high school. He, he played Madison football, and he's a junior. And he, I think he has, he's decent, um, you know, plays with the squad. And, and there were some kids out there with some speed. There were definitely some kids out there with some, some talent. But, but that's just a little sample. And I have to think with all of these leagues, I, I, and maybe you, be you know more. better than me, I, with these MSL, MLS Next or – Whatever the top top tier is, those kids don't shine above everyone else. No, it's so the, the, the prop. So say there's Derek Bernal's out there and, and Chad Polifka's and whatever. It, yet, yes, they're out there. The problem is it, back when we played, the AZFC had them all. Cisco had them all. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. You, you talk at MLS Next, MLS Next. There's like six per age group. The, the, the talent is spread out. Like, no one's, like, recruit. Like, when we play, I had players from so Tucson, Flagstaff. What, but what did it, does, is there a convergence, though? Is there a convergence of this talent anywhere? No. There's nowhere at no. all. Because everyone's battling. Everyone's battling for um, the dollar. We're better. Everyone's yeah, yeah. convincing them to come play versus we're going to win state cup. It's not that anymore. No, you families and kids don't like. I always thought about. I want to win state. I want to region. I want to win a national title. That's how I thought. Isn't that what you wanted yeah, to win I state? Mean, that was the goal. It's not a big deal anymore. But if you say you want to say, I don't do state cup. That's yeah. beneath yeah. me. I play a regional league. We play out of state competition. But is there? I have to imagine there's a, a championship for regional league, right? I mean, in, there's a bunch of region. Yeah. yeah, you could win a league title and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, when it comes to Arizona, and, and I'm not saying it's like this everywhere. I think Arizona is special when it comes to fighting and dealing with that. There's no one really evolving and taking over anything. Everyone's just stealing talent as they still. But so that's, I it, mean. There's no ODP. ODP it, but doesn't matter. like, I don't know, just how society is now everyone wants something yeah. now right so if i'm not playing i mean think about it and, and and i don't mean to sound like that but we were very lucky that we didn't sit on the bench but we had a lot of teammates that didn't start and a lot of teammates that were on the practice squad and 
and and didn't play a lot, right? But nowadays, those kids are like, screw this. I'm going to go play. I'll go somewhere where I can play or go do something else I want to do. And and the parents behind them are saying, yeah, hey, I don't want to watch you, you know, sit on the bench. I don't no. know. Maybe it's too old school. But Well, here's another comment that I got. Uh says, over the years, youth soccer has undergone a significant shift in focus with many players and parents placing more importance on league and club that they belong to rather than the actual competition itself. This shift has led to a decrease in the value placed on competitions such as State Cup as clubs and leagues prioritize their own interests and reputation over the success of their players. Exactly. That, that, that's, but how do you change that? I mean, how do you how do like I think go back to that that first email you were reading. Like how how do you get in something in place where you have a community of people that want to see people, uh, you know, soccer players succeed and do better and grow within the game competitively and as well as you know humanistically. Yeah. How do you? I mean, you're I, I I'm a bit removed from the game. You know, yeah. as far as from the club level. You know, my daughters didn't go down that that path, um, but my nephews kind of are in it. You know, so I, I'm here, but I'm not as a parent saying. Uh, but I, you know, my girls played volleyball, and I can relate to where it's like, well, what you know, what's the coach doing, and and, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So I I don't know what the solve is. Um, I don't far as fixing that. I the money is money. You soccer's everyone's gonna try to survive in this world as they're surviving they chose soccer and i'm fine with that it get paid for your time time is valuable but where i have a problem is u.s soccer at the top they have billion or they have millions of dollars and they keep allocating to like more facilities like the u.s national team training center 55 million that they allocate it to the the top portion of our developments it to the national to to the least 0.001% 0.001% of U.S. soccer they're giving the money to versus do something a little bit differently like take that $55 million instead of building a training center with great uh, classrooms and all this stuff. We, don't, we have plenty of that. If they would just make ODP valuable. Like ODP should be free. ODP should be the best players in Arizona, California. There has to be something that identifies these are the best players. It can be done, but everyone's like, no, don't take my player. You can't have them that weekend and kind of crap like that. Mm. But U.S. soccer can come in and mandate, no, this is what it is. We're paying for it. We need to identify the talent. And we have to do something like that or create it, take some of that portion of that money and put it in like a, like Dallas or Phoenix or L.A. and create an academy in and, and one city and just get the best talent, develop them, and see what happens. Phoenix is bigger than most countries that compete in the World Cup. I don't know what we're doing. There's a lot of talent here. There is, um, but they're not getting. But people the don't want to. You know, you don't want to. They don't want to spend the time, right? People. I mean, it, and it's growing up. You know, the you had when Santos first came in. You had the '76. That's my age, right? That the year, right? That that was really the one that ended up going to you know nationals and nationals in the club, right? I remember when all those players started with with Lewis and dribbling the ball and all and the, the, the counterpart went to 
play with Drac and, and Excel. And, and I remember probably for the first two, three years, Cisco would just just wax Santos because yep. they, they were athletes. And they were decent games, but they would always beat them. And then over time, as, as, the, as the, the training started to kick in, the, the, the Cisco players, right, they kind of just stayed the same. Right? They didn't progress, and they were, they were good. They were good athletes. But the, you saw these Santos players begin to blossom and, and really take control. And, and then next thing you know, you know, people were jumping teams and things like that. But you had those kids that stayed together. And and lost and 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 were, you know, kind of pushed to stick together. So I remember watching, um, Joe Ash coach. I th- I think it was Trent talk at the time. He only had like no, it was the seventy six group. He only had like five kids at Salido Park, and we drove by. That's all he had for like six months. They're just dribbling, and then they ended up winning nationals like two years later. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? And Santos. Is crazy because I remember when um, you got a Santos player that defected left. Uh, we're done with Santos. We're coming yeah. over here. You knew what you're getting. You're getting this crazy technical player, and you knew they were going to be good. You couldn't say that by any other club. They yeah. they were different. Well, you dribbled the ball around for you know five days a week. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was just nonstop. You know. So, yeah, and and Santos. It really doesn't exist anymore. No, no one takes their time and puts that kind of energy into a team anymore of five days a week training. It's two. They'll say yeah. three or four, but What's, it's not with that same coach. Yeah, it's speed and agility and all that. It, yeah. Well, it's not. It's they can't. Uh, there's our uh, air conditioning again. It's a live show um, every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, unless I get banned from YouTube. Uh, but now I can do Facebook Live, Twitter Live, so uh, we're 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 good to go. Um, make sure Quit you saying banned from YouTube. I think well, every time you say that, it, oh, it, that's probably know. horrible. Yeah, I, I'm on hiatus from YouTube, but, oh, <laughs> but I'll be I'll be back on YouTube next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Find us there. So, Freddie, show's not over yet. So. No, it's not even close. Uh, Freddie, a couple questions I have for you. Uh, as a goalkeeper, um, what would you? I remember when we took a goalkeeping uh, class with um, uh, Little. What was his name? Uh, we took it. Uh, it was here at PC, I think. Oh, no, no, no. It was in South South Phoenix. Uh, we took a uh, goalkeeping one and two mm-hmm. class. Oh, yeah. And oh, you got yeah, in a debate that. with um, the goal, uh, goalkeeper coach. Because he's talking about do you do hands to the ball or do you do feet to the ball? Remember you had that little I think bit? so, yeah, yeah. All right, so – and I don't know. So where do you stand on that today? So, I mean, I think if, if I remember correctly, as a player's coming in, mm-hmm. you know, in, 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 the, in, you know, in the 18 and as a goalkeeper, you know, are you tacking, you know, uh, if you, if you split the box from penalty mark left to right uh, and a player is coming in from say the left-hand side, uh, would your hands, you know, would your, your feet shoot out towards a post or towards the penalty mark? Um, and I think, you know, from from my perspective, I I was uh, one that my hands would always be on the insides of the goal. Uh, mm. versus my oh feet. yeah, that's right. Um, and I think he his point was to feet kind of go feet first to get the ball. I I don't recall totally, but but yeah, I mean that that would be my my perspective there. Is, is, is uh, attack the ball with your hands, tuck your head for sure. 
and and I remembered it because so we're, we're taking this goalkeeping class and um, the instructor was Chad Little. I forgot his name, but last name was Little, but okay. he, he worked with the national team uh-huh. and you were taking him on. I'm like, dude, this is good. I'm like eating popcorn. I don't know what they're talking about, but um, you stood your ground. You're like, ah, that doesn't make sense. Like, and now that the way you're explaining it, that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, I get if that's if that's the right scenario, I mean, I think you know. I mean, I'm sure it's in the goal. Every every kind of situation could be you know defended in a unique way. I think so. That yeah, you you could talk about a uh, uh, Hori Campos. I mean, he would stay off the near post and <laughs> yeah, he would sure. take away the yeah. cross, and he had a lot of success. And it, you know, I th- I think the one thing you don't want to do as a coach is say this is the only way because players yeah. change the yeah, game they, sure. they create like the bicycle kick no one taught that you know it just happened Pele um, taught it didn't he who's Did that? he see hot shots <laughs> uh, no I've, I've not seen that come but, on uh, back <laughs> in the 80s come on uh, well, not a, I, I can't remember past COVID so like everything's a blur so so with what, what's what's been your club experience though uh, with your as, kids oh um goofy so like so with cody i pulled her out of, i pulled my whole family out of club uh like twice like we're done we're taking a year off and we just train and um train with like i would have jacks been trained with the pc guys like gotcha early yeah but you have the you have the resources and yeah you have the knowledge to do that when you say pull them out of a club what was the reason like for doing soccer? This? Like it was because it was just it was so focused on winning at all costs, and it was so angry on the sideline. And for me, it's like I'm a very angry person. I don't need it to be more like Sunday Sunday Championship Day. It's so stressful. You could feel <laughs> like the negative energy. Like everyone's like has to win, and I'm like, get me out of here. And just the the fight. I I saw Sasha Hunter yesterday. State final, one of his teams was in it. And the parents of his club got in a fist fight with the parents of the other club. And cops were there. It was nuts. And I didn't see it. He was just telling me. And he's like, don't put this on your podcast. I'm like, well, I, what are you talking about? Well, I don't know what happened. But it, everyone's so stressed out. I'm like, I, I don't like it at all. Like, yeah. So, like – when I was like ob- observing uh, the Sabbath, like I I would use, um, I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm obeying the Sabbath. Anything to get me out of Sunday because it was miserable. It's, I'm so much happier when I'm just home with my family and not with that angry. Like, so yeah, got, wait, wait, are they not playing? Does you would be there with who? Who who are you? Who, so who is this championship Sunday for? For just, your kids, or are you like this is something you're helping run? Oh no no no! They'd be my my kids. Okay, I got you. I got so you. like even coaching, I would avoid it like death. Like I don't. It's the worst because everyone has to win, and it's too stressful. Like it ruins everything. I want to be happy, and I. But just, aren't you the coach or no? You're just a parent at that point. No, I'm 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 a coach and a, and a parent because I have multiple kids. But um, I I hardly ever coach my kids. Um, yeah. I, I I would usually um, uh, coach other teams. And then, do I haven't. 
So if, if you came in or someone came in and, and kind of uh, prioritized the happiness factor that you're talking about, would kids leave because now we're, no. not, we're not competitive and the coach just wants us to have fun and, and we're going to lose some and win some? But Well, I'll, I'll give me – so Louis Dabo did a great job. And Louis Dabo would be like – he had his sidelines under control, and if a parent was uh, misbehaving, he would sub that player out and – Send his send the player to sit with mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "Hey, your coach wants to see you," kind of thing. Um, Striker does a good job. Like he, the sidelines are controlled, and Striker doesn't mess around. Striker will go back old school, you know, uh, LCM kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so come he, on, oh come so, on. <laughs> hey, Striker, Striker was a. Uh, I w- don't want to mess with Striker. <laughs> So, and he's the nicest guy in the world, but I remember I was coaching, uh, I was at Jack's game who plays for striker. And for whatever reason, I, I was talking to one of his players behind the bench because I'm like, Hey, in that situation, you like spin or turn out of it or whatever I was coaching. And then striker turned and says, like, like, I felt bad. Like he said, don't, don't talk to the players ever. You're a parent. You get over there. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I, I felt so stupid. And, but, but he, he treated me the same as any parent good, good. and, and I, I went to him after I'm so sorry and all that stuff. And, but I respect him for that. Yeah. Be consistent, have control yeah, well, of that. doesn't matter. Just there's one voice, but the parents are chill. They're not coaching from the sideline. So you, it can be done. It helps the kids enjoy the game. Cause without it, a doubt. It but you have, I mean, like you, I mean, that's unfortunately that's coaching, right. And yeah. setting the expectation of, of how you expect your parents to act. And how that reflects your your child, you know, emotionally or even physically on the field. It, it very very few coaches do that. Very few. <laughs> yeah, well, like six. It goes back to you don't have time to do that, right? I got to yeah. figure out how I got to make some money. <laughs> well, it, it it is a problem because if you if you're stern with your parents, you may lose them for sure, and you lose some earnings or whatever well i think what you know what also happens you might have a coach that is not as confident or not as knowledgeable and when a a parent approaches them about playing time or about a question you know who's doing what or why and they have a a hard time responding to that you know they maybe feel uh, you know overwhelmed with that parent coming in and that parent by the way is paying right so once you attach that dollar there has to come some expectation towards pay, playing time, I would think. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's not it's not easy. So I, I stopped co- coaching club in 2013. I've been gone a long time. And I just came back because Jet decided he wanted to play. How old is he? Jet at the time was 10. Uh, just turned 11. So he's U, U12. And Got him on a team at State 48, and then the coach was having a, a child, and so he, he quit. And so I'm, they called me asking if I would do it, and I'm like, and I, 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 I agreed to do it. I did not sleep that night. I'm like, what did I just do? Yeah. Because I didn't want to go back ever. Cause it, so how did, you, how did you find that club, and how did you decide on that club then? If you're it was in? close. It like was close. Proximity, like to your house? Yes. Friendship Park. Um, and and it like my son was doing like all the sports. And so 
we go to Friendship Park to go to tryouts, and I don't know where to go. And I see these kids, these Hispanic kids, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, how do I tell my son why he got cut? Um, because he's not not playing. He's mm-hmm. been off for five years, and suddenly he's a soccer player at 11. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. And I go talk to him, like, is this the tryout? They're like, no, uh, it's over there. And I see it as a bunch of kids that look like him, and like nice. it's wreck. Right. And I'm like, thank you. He, he can make this team. I think they need players. So uh, it worked out. And my son, I was so proud. Like, because, you know, he, after COVID and stuff, they're always on their electronics. Oh, yeah, He's just sure. like, he doesn't want to go outside. And it, it's summer, and the coach is running laps. And I'm not a fan of running laps, but in this situation, I love it. Jack's running lap or Jet's running laps and he's he's doing it like in 110 degrees. I'm like, what the heck? Like the discipline side, the workout, just suffering a little bit than being inside. It, it, I was like almost in tears. Like, I can't believe he's going to do that. I don't care about soccer. I care about he's outside and he's working hard. So then that's what they presented it to me. I'm like, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? And anyways, so I took it. And and within two months, uh, kid you not, uh, one of the parents tried to get me fired, <laughs> and I don't even get paid. Well, um, that's nothing new. Dude. I know that's why I don't <laughs> want to be in in it. So, and, and she she had good reasons. Um, I was so wait wait wait. I want to go back to the, as far as the club itself. Are there like professionals in the club that get paid to yeah. coach and mm-hmm. and all that? And yeah. and what I mean, are they real professionals? Like, what's the mm-hmm. what is it? What qualifies as a real professional these days? Someone paid you to play, or I, I don't know. It like I don't want to trash my own club, but I will. Um, no, 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 so, no, don't trash any club. But I mean, I mean, and I'm not put. I'm just trying it, to say what how, you say. It's not like a Scottsdale club where everyone is certified in all this stuff, and and you know they yeah. have seven full time coaches. We have like one full time coach, and then this is the director of coaching, and he oversees it and tries to manage a lot of good people working there, but it's not like, but we, do they get paid? Do coaches get paid? Yes. Yes. And that comes from like monthly the registrations. Yeah. It, it, it costs some money, money. Yeah. I don't want to pay. Yeah. So, and um, that's twice a week and these under 12, these not you 12, two to three times a week. We go twice, but it's, but the thing is, it's like, it's always playing. Always a weekend. You you lose you lose everything. Like your weekends are gone. All this stuff. And what's worse is like we were put in the wrong division, and we are getting smashed. Smashed. I mean, seventeen. It, seventeen to zero. We won one game last <laughs> year. So think about that. So I'm part of PC. We're number one in the country for like fourteen weeks, and then I'm coaching. My son's team where we're, we're just get 15, 15, two, 18, one, just repeat mode. And with parents from the sideline with clockers, you know, like after each goal. Oh, horns, everything. I'm like, this game has changed. I'm like, they're, they're making you want to fight them. Um, and it wasn't like it and was. This is all and these are different teams or this is all within the club. These are you playing other clubs, playing other clubs getting smashed and you talk to the coaches after the game at all freddie 
Yeah, I would talk to them angrily. Like, what, what is this? This and they, is disgusting. What do they say? Like, what? I'm... I know I have a podcast ripping. Yeah, ripping. Well, I, mean, on... I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I would have so, a hard time with that. You don't want to just be like, all right, dude, seventeen goals. What, really? What's that? And mean? and and they're not connecting like three passes in a row. Yeah, just one kid running yeah. in front of everyone. And, yeah. and it would be very embarrassing to not have the ball. But just to put goal after goal, just kick it and run you over, and it, that's the problem. Like, they, they, there's a lot of talent out there, especially the younger ones. They're so athletic, but they're not teaching them. It, they're just like, hammer them, hammer them. Oh, I switched, I, I, switched the, I switched the forwards to the defense and defensive forward. But you just kept kicking it forward and murdering <laughs> these kids. Um, and then followed with the clackers and stuff. And, and it's not, this is like East Valley parents. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I went, I was... So we played this like all Mormon team and I'm Mormon. And I'm like, I was so angry. Just like, I'm like, way to choose the right. You, you tell me you didn't play on Sunday. No. Okay. It was a Saturday, but okay, okay. yeah. But it, anyways, I don't know. We're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, not uh, talk uh, about it. Yeah. So Freddie, let's sidetrack a little bit. And we'll come back to you soccer in America, which is very unfortunate at times. Uh, I want to talk about the 19, it was 1996 when you won the national title with Green Yes, it was. Yeah. All right. So good times. And describe that day. Like, who were you playing? Um, I I remember hearing it on the radio. Like Dave Pratt was promoting it at the time. The, the 97.9 guy. I want to say we played, I'm drawing a blank now. I want to say it was, uh, it's a Michigan team. It's so funny. No one remembers the ones that take second, but go yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, it was cool. It was, you know, I mean, I mean, when when any Final Four, and I didn't understand at the time, but any Final Four experience that the NCAA puts on is pretty, pretty cool. You know, they they definitely bring out the banners and 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 where we were at. So I want to say uh, Southern Connecticut was in it. It was uh, I forget the other two teams. But they want it, They always want to host it in a kind of a southern state because it's you know starting to get cold. Uh, so we got lucky and, and were able to host it at Grand Canyon, which we didn't even have a field. Uh, so we put this makeshift field yeah. together, uh, which was pretty incredible. Um, and then you know played the Final Four, you know, so two games there at, at Grand Canyon, and um, you know we everyone's got to play in the field. You know you can't really blame the field, but uh, there, there was definitely some complaints about the ball, how hard the ball bounced and, and such. But, um, but yeah, I remember, you know, that, that day was, was, uh, was, was fun. It was, it was very exciting and just the brotherhood of, of, of folks that, you know, you play with and just, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was a good time. How many Arizona guys were on that team? Um, so I want to say, so myself, um, Robert Cusmano, he went to Apollo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Martinez, who went to Cactus. Chris Damon went to Cactus. Uh, Scotty Robinson played. Uh, he was local to play with me at Ironwood. Um, Sasha Hunter. Sasha was there. Um, Chandler High School. I want to say Ryan Marr. Yep. Ryan Marr was on the team, on the squad. Uh, and then the... I forget. Which is a lot. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. Locals. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. There definitely and, were. And I'm sure we're forgetting some. I'm for sure we're forgetting some uh, folks. Uh, 
And internationally, you had Milos Tomic. Milos was not yet. Milos um, in the back, Darren Clare, um, Nabil Burkrawi was up front. So Nabil was from Morocco. Morocco. Yeah. Milos was from Serbia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Darren Clare was from England. From England, yeah. Stevie Gill from Canada. Canada. Um, yeah. And he was a he was on the Can- Can- yeah, national uh, Canada team. national yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who else do you have? International. Internationally, I think I had two Moroccans. I thought no, no, mm-hmm. just on the Thunder. We had a cu- we had a couple, but how, how many guys were even on the team back then? Yeah, you know who else? Crook, Crook, Crook Chris Crook. Crook. Yeah, that's Chris right. Crook was he? He was a local boy, right? Yeah. Um, trying to think who else was on there. Yeah, that was the you know that's always a funny story with. Uh, Going into the national championship game, Drac puts up the lineup and he puts twelve on the board. <laughs> uh, who corrected yeah, him? I, I think someone was like, "Hey, you know, oh, you know who also? Uh, no, but I forget who corrected him. But uh, and then I think he said, "Oh," and then I think it took Crook off. I'm not sure, but but yeah, that was a that was a fun group of guys. Fun group of guys. Like I. You know, went there all four years, right? So it was it was kind of, you know, a little bit of growing up there, and and it was Grand Canyon was nothing like it is today. No, nothing. I mean, there was it was still Southern Baptist, uh, yeah, you know, no dancing <laughs> type it, stuff. <laughs> it was. It, I remember uh, going to recruiting uh, tour at Grand Canyon. It was just like two buildings. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now it's like they're playing a. Thirteen million dollar stadium. Oh, it's amazing um, now. It is. It's good for him. I mean, it was. It, and you guys were just inducted into the Hall of Fame, right? For um, or the twenty well, year anniversary or whatever it was. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I don't know that we it was a adu- we inducted a, maybe before that, but then there was yeah. a little something there, which was really cool. That was cool to see some some folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was, you know, one of those things where we we tried to make it as big as big school as we could, you know, and. And it was, and I think one of the things that that for me, playing there, as a D two school, which I and I don't even know if it's still the same today, but I know that, you know, the ability or or the D two level, you had the ability to play have players that were older. Yeah. So not anymore. I mean, I remember playing uh, Southern Connecticut, and it was like. Holy cow! That's that's a man right there. <laughs> yeah, all international <laughs> you know, too. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, and, you know, as a eighteen year old kid, like, wait a minute. Yeah, but and, uh, and then I mean, even you know, Darren playing with Claire, it was like, holy shit, Darren Claire, that that guy. I I was I remember when he was playing for the Sand Sharks, just trying out, and he ultimately quit because he got ticked off because he was having a baby and he missed practice for having oh, wow. a baby and, and Louis Dabo wasn't happy about that. And, um, that led him to, to leave. But I remember Darren Claire would hit balls in indoor at soccer locker where they have the fencing up high and the ball would just travel like inch above and land right on your foot. Like, like he trapped the ball for me and I can't <laughs> trap back then. And I'm like, what? He's just perfect. I've never seen anything like that. Like to, it, his ability to distribute the ball, um, is ridiculous. So like, you work with Darren, so Darren was in front of you. Yeah. Were did you like 
anytime you had you would you just like get the ball to Darren so he could distribute or yeah yeah for the most part yeah I would you know I mean when you have someone like that who can put it you know 70 yards on someone and um, he had the long hair back then right he did yeah yeah he did. yeah we had you know we I always was kind of had you know amazing backs you know so I was I was I was lucky yeah that, so well, what what would you recommend like the youth today? So like, uh, there's a player. Uh, his name is um, uh, TJ. He's, he's a goalkeeper for my son. His dad played Division One football, six foot six, uh, linebacker. Um, and uh, I coached him when he was younger. And his mom just told me today, saying, "I remember when you put my son in goal. I would, I would, I hated you." And she remembers what I I I told him. I'm like, listen, genetics matters. He's tall and goofy. His dad is six foot six. He has a better chance to be a division one goalkeeper than a division one field player. So she told me that. She was so mad at and me. And this is how old is he? Oh, like nine. But like <laughs> genetics matter. <laughs> genetics but, matter. Yeah. You're feeding into everything you were just talking about. I know. Well, <laughs> he's now 6'3", unbelievable goalkeeper. Nice. He went to um, he went to uh, Argentina with with uh, striker, and they oh, went. Okay, nice. And they they offered him there, like they're flying him out to do an academy. They want to sign him pro already. So yeah, smart. I mean, that's cool. Honesty that's, matters. Uh, you know that that's awesome. I mean, if someone can can get paid and play and and live that dream, that's awesome. But I mean, I don't I don't know that it's just, it's that easy, right? I no, mean, it the 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 situation is like American goalkeepers have done well. Hell yeah. Field players have not. Yeah. But uh, goalkeepers have made it up and to the Premier League a long time yeah, ago before sure. field players did because we're known with our hands and uh, we have a lot of athletes and it's not every day you get a player who mother played college soccer, dad played division one football and he's taken his dad's side. I mean, he's just still growing. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's and, awesome. That's... So he goes, he goes over there to Argentina and he's TJ's like, uh, cause they merge Oh five Oh six. He's like, um, like kind of like the backup keeper. Because the 05 is really good. But TJ, you could see in his body type, his athleticism. Sure, yeah. like, he's still growing probably. Oh, yeah. You just And he's, he's, he's pretty athletic. And, like, you can teach him a little bit more and resell him to the – that's how it is. They, they sell players. They say, saw a higher dollar mark on the backup keeper. They grabbed him, put him over with, like, their main squad. Like, he disappeared. They're like, where where'd TJ go? Oh, the coach took him. They took him. And uh, now he he's going to have a great opportunity to go at least be in a real academy in the summer and, yeah, and get developed awesome. that way. Um, that's awesome. But um, – I mean, and that's the way uh, that's the way a club structure should work, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's – when We when, don't do when, that when here. You, we don't, no. But when you see that – and, you know, I was excited to hear – and me, I would probably naive to hear, you know, about Phoenix Rising and they have a club program and, and to think in my mind, like, hey, they could build something like a real club program, right? That would feed right. into a professional club program. But 
I don't know that that's that's going to happen here anymore because any everything is so business driven. Everything is so, you know, everyone wants to make money. Right? Yeah, and and that's what's goofy about here. We we don't look at players like that player is going through a growth situation. It we just need to keep developing his skill as they're growing like crazy and develop them. We're like, Nope, you can't help us win this weekend. Cause you're growing weird. Get out. And then they end up doing baseball, basketball. They'll do something else. Cause we, we will cut kids at nine, eight. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's goofy what we're doing. It's fixable. I think, I think the U S could win world cups. Now, yeah. if we would go after the, the talent and not send them away in the way we do. So, and it's, it's really bad. And going back to what we were originally talking about, about like when we played winning mattered so much, a state title mattered so much. We would do whatever it took to get those players. We'd pay for them. We did whatever it took. Parents would get together and do that to make sure they could win a state title, win a regional title national. Everyone wanted to do that today. It's not that way. So all the top Hispanic players, when they get about high school, it's over because they're not MLS next. Well, that yeah. costs money. Yeah. Oh, you have to, you, you, you live in Avondale. Well, you need MLS next is in, um, deep Gilbert. You got to be there three times a week. It's not going to yeah. happen. It, it, yeah. But with, Davey, when we were growing up, right. When going to winning the state cup and going to regionals, Right. Was that was that was that was it. Right. That's what you wanted to do. And then uh, maybe go to nationals. There was at least if, for me, there wasn't a out of state. There wasn't a big, you know, you go to your couple out of state tournaments, but nothing like this at a, at, a, at a level where you're like the best of the best, you know. So like right now, is regionals even a thing anymore? Like, is that do they do that anymore? It, yes, but. It's it's, it's, all it's just down. like a tournament, and they allow so many people to get in. There's so many different pathways to get in, and and there's there's uh we have two, two state cup champions of the first flight, and then they have the watered down one, gotcha. the B level state championship. But you still get a pathway to regionals and win a regional title and a national title in a rec competition. Um, it, it's very goofy, um, but like. So when you played with the AZFC, you guys were in the region final. At, I remember you guys were winning. Yeah. I was at that game. Yeah, we were there. Uh, uh, I think Northern Cal. Yeah. We, we lost to Northern Cal. Yeah. Um, in that game. And, back- and, then the fi- and then the next year, I think that was the year. Uh, I think that was in New Mexico. That following year. You guys got in the finals twice? I, uh, and you know, no, I think we lost in the semis actually that yeah, I, I remember you guys were you you were I forget which game, but you guys were up two zero and you end up losing like four two or something. Um, but back then, uh, Northern Cal and Southern Cal would like sweep everything. They'd be in the finals the whole time. But that's not the case. That was, anymore. I mean, that was the experience was so amazing. You know, the experience was amazing to go through that. It, and, yeah, you know, I mean, that was. But to like you said, now there's so many different leagues. There's, but I mean, have, hasn't the 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 amount of kids playing soccer just grown exponentially? And now it, it's still wreck. So I, I'm at I'm at Bell Bank watching state. Yeah, 
and I'm looking around. I'm like, this is wreck. Like, goofy, goofy kids are playing that came and trapped the ball. But you know that they're paying a, a lot of money really? to learn hmm. how not to trap a ball. It, it's bad. Like, if you walk in, you're like, what the f- It's bad. Hmm. It's it's bad. It, it's it's not fun to watch. I'm like, this is state semis? What is this? Hmm. Like, it's weird. The game's grown, but yeah. it's growing with the wrong talent because it's who can afford to keep playing. It's just too expensive, man. That's... So, example, um, back when we played, we had uh, Salvation Army, an all-African team. Okay, where are they today? There's no one around? No. All-African teams? There's a we have African leagues here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an African team, like men's league, or yeah, yeah they yeah. call it Congo FC. I get some ballers from there, but um, but Salvation Army, man, there, there's guys we played. I, I was called a cracker, and I was told my mom, I'm like, <laughs> the guy called me a cracker. What's a cracker? And she's just <laughs> laughing. You are a cracker. <laughs> I am. I, I was called a cracker at 12. Yeah. I didn't know, but um. But that's because winning mattered. They would they would yeah. formulate top talent, and and, and I remember, in, you know, I, w- I was fast for a fast. white kid. I was stupid fast. Fast, fast. They I don't know if the, the podcast community know how fast you really were. Uh, no, but I don't know <laughs> that that people know you're one of the most fastest fastest humans I've ever seen run. Yeah, that's why I chose soccer because I knew I knew there was no athletes over there. But we're playing South Bank. I'm on a breakaway. No one's near me, and this Salvation Army guy came from like 40 yards, caught me, killed me, like knocked me out, like just got the ball, laid me out, and he caught me. I'm like, he was so far away, and I was stupid fast. They're, they're not out there anymore. The, huh. I don't know, he, man. Come on. I forgot his name, but he actually uh, got drafted in the NFL, and now he's in jail. He got in trouble. But um, yeah. They, but they're athletes, and they exist. But we won't. We won't go in those neighborhoods anymore. We're not going to do inner city and get athletes to play soccer to win. That's gone. Hmm. You, you'll you'll get a little bit, but not a full team, like. Muso Toros, remember them? I, I I'm a I'm a, a product of Muso Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, tell definitely. me, okay, tell me about Muso Toros. How like what so was Muso your was Toros was one year older than me. I remember we were the Muso Stallions, and that was coming out of AYSO, right? So it was like we played AYSO for three, four, five years, and said, "Let's get into the club thing." It, it was parent-driven, right? You know, my dad coached. And then and Musa was just, a, I want to say it was Maryvale, maybe? I don't yeah. know, whatever the, the acronym verified, is. Yeah. Maryvale Unified Soccer Organization, something like that. Anyway, um, and so all my buddies, I remember they were a bit older. They played on the Toros. And they were big, uh, fast, strong. Um, yeah, and it was, you know. A bunch of kids that that had a lot of lot of life issues, you know, going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> soccer, paying for soccer was never a priority or uh, uh, you know something that came easy. Uh, but 
I saw them beat a lot of kids, you know, or a lot of teams, you know. Uh, that, that was a, that was a fun club. You so I, I never met anyone that was. Part I had no Musa. idea you're from Musa. So there was yeah, there was the Musa, and then the Musa kids was the name of the team that was, uh, I think my age, seventy six. So. Yeah, that's uh, what what was your Wait. experience with them? You got run over. They were good. I remember them beating us in state. They're just. So yeah. they had a ta- ta- talented Hispanics. They had a, they had Africans yeah. that could run. They were a problem. Yeah, and you never dealt with those kind of teams. I usually dealt with teams, you know, the purple team, the Diamondbacks. <laughs> you know, like, you know, but when Muso Toro showed up, I'm like, where where they come from? And because they want to win state. And you were playing with the, the Shamrocks. Shamrocks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we have a comment from uh, Andreas. Well, you were from the east side. You weren't from the west side, Dave. So. Uh, Chad Mountain area, so yeah, that's east. I grew up with Striker Aguilar area, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I was yeah. I was always scared. Was um, scared. <laughs> all right, so Andreas says, by the time you are done with this live podcast, you will see more leagues, new platforms. It is usually the the losing power. Then they form a new movement with. Other outcasts, this is like every two years. The league is sanctioned by the organization. That that one is sanctioned by another organization. Elite this, premiere this, Elite 64 with Elite 1250 soon chiming in from Chicago. So, facts. I it, mean, if it's happening, it's ha- it sounds like it's happening everywhere. You um, know? I mean, yeah, because it, it's the, unfortunate, you know, because it's a great. Great sport to get kids into and, and, and translates coordination wise across the board. Yeah. Right. But but it's you know what we're you know, we we're a capitalistic country, man. Everyone wants to make uh, some money. It gets crazier than that, Freddie. I don't know if you know this, but um so there was a two thousand six uh Tuzos team. Unbelievable. Number one in the country. They got invited to the Prospects Cup in Florida, which is the top teams in the world. Man City was there. Barcelona was there. LA Galaxy, um, Dallas Academy, uh-huh. and Tuzos. Like, tu- what? Yeah, yeah. Tuzos? What are they doing there? I was watching them on Facebook Live because I coach a lot of those kids. They play with my son, Jack. And then they went to Tuzos and got better and better. And uh, they're number one team in the country. And they're balling. And 175,000 people watching them live throughout the world. And I'm like, what? I How they do? Uh, they won one, tied one, lost two zero. But it, you know they're yeah. showcasing ability. So that it's basically the top twelve year olds in the world come together in Florida. They kind of organize that. And the next year, Del Sol buys the coach, takes the team, splits them up on two different teams, and they're done. Gone. They went from an all Hispanic team. So two Zos, they just took all those six gone. Yeah, really. They bought it. They bought the coach, took the team, gone. It, they went from number one in the country to, oh, we're going to play Del Sol. They have a college showcase program or whatever they say to get them to go. And they destroyed it. You went from number one in the country. What's more better than that? Oh, we have the pathway. And they left. Oh. And that happens time and time again. We destroy talented teams. And culture matters, like you know. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know. That's what happens. It's crazy, and 
I've told that story I don't know how many times in it, in different ways. Yeah, that's 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 pretty nuts. It's still it's still Ta- talking about the old days. Did you ever go to Dallas Cup? Yeah. Did you ever go there? I never made it there. That was that was like a showcase of showcases, right? That was yeah. that was like the Yeah. What, what do you went there with the uh, Mike Cook? <laughs> with, on us on the uh, asylum or that, that the team? Mike Cook, he played on AZOC with us too. And there's a bunch of Apollo cats that played over there. Yeah, Mike was a baller. He's a firefighter now. Um, he had his kids in my um, Palm Valley Soccer League back in the day. But yeah, Mike Cook was crazy. Ray Walcott was on our team. Ray Ray. Ray. Yeah. Right. So, like, like, yeah, these are athletes. Like, Ray's a For sure. Division one basketball player playing soccer because um, he's athletic and technical, you know. But, uh, yeah, and he played at Grand Canyon too. Yeah, I yeah. think after you. No, I played. A, I played a semester with him. Really? Okay. Him and Randy. Him and Randy came over. That was my freshman, my freshman year. Yeah. Ra- Randy Soderman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. And they played. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, they just came there to play soccer. Yeah. But, you know, they weren't too jazzed about going to school. I don't think. Yeah. Don't blame them. But you know, we had a but, good squad. We had a real good squad there. Yeah. You know, but that was that, that that was a crazy year because I had that. That was the first year they introduced the. Uh, clearinghouse. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah. none of us were cleared, and I was I was pretty I was pretty upset because I wanted to play. I really had a I wanted to, to play as a freshman. I wanted to really start my career mm-hmm. and be in there, and and I couldn't even play. Horner was there. Bear was there, which Bear's one of the best in my yeah. opinion, Arizona soccer god. Um, but he so he was there, and he he played, and then eventually, you know, over time, I was I got cleared. You know, but Scott, Adam, all, all of us, Robert, all of us freshmen, we weren't even allowed to play, uh, you know, until we went through this clearinghouse through yeah. NCAA clearinghouse or something like that. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a way to make money, and they don't understand soccer; they understand football and basketball, so they don't understand soccer at all. Like, especially uh, like uh, so many so many players have been punished for playing swazzle league in the summer and stuff. They've since then oh, okay. fixed it, mm-hmm. but they've taken uh, eligibility away, uh, away from kids because they played swazzle league. Really? Swazzle. Wow. Because they don't understand what it is. They think gotcha. it's semi-pro or whatever, oh, okay. but they keep okay. adjusting the rules as they learn. But yeah, no, the, the early years, it was crazy. Like, yeah. It was like, well, that was that. I mean, but that team, I guess my point was that team was, I mean, that was, Killer school. Rob McCarty was on there, and Bear was on there, and uh, it was you know it was a lot of local talent, a lot of local local you know Chucky Browder. Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, he was so stud. Him and I were were there, and another keeper, yeah, yeah. And then all the all the Cal uh, Southern Cowboys, Diego Bocanegra, yeah, Kevin Posey, Eugene Brooks. Did you ever you were Eugene? Did you ever race, race him? Yeah, I'd win. I thought so too, but you never did race. I don't think so. But I remember, uh, remember we got to the region uh, championship game. Yeah, we're yeah. down three zero. We're down three zero to LA Salsa, and they were good. They, so LA Salsa, they don't even warm up. They just show up with their their speaker. They're, they're just playing their music, and they don't even warm up. And they just play. And they we're down three zero. Like what the heck just happened? And then then we scored two. And then I remember, I'll never forget. I. I was on a breakaway. I beat the keeper. I passed the ball inside the six. There's no keeper. I beat him. But I was taken too far wide. And uh, uh, Jukic, Milan Jukic. Milan. Oh. Skies the ball. 
over the crossbar. Like inside the six, that's you hardly ever see that. And um, and that kind of was our that kind of ended our comeback, and we ended up losing. I think four uh, two. That was, but yeah, we should went to national. But they had a lot of pros on that team. Chile Freiras yeah. was on that team who played indoor mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. you know, he just retired from indoor like two years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh. That league's still going. Yeah, he was. Uh, he retired San Diego Soccer's. Oh, right on. So, um, but crazy talented. I mean, the the reason Cal South and Cal North would win every year is because all the talent was. You, you should never beat Cal South ever. They're just too. It's too big. They were good. Yeah. And you know. You, you I wonder what the club. I wonder what the club system is like over there. It has to be similar, right? I mean, it's got to be. You know, I mean, but back in the day, you it was the same thing. You had your you had your pillar clubs, mm-hmm. right? Just like here, but I mean, it, I have to imagine it's it's all over the, the nation, right? As far as so yeah. many kids, not enough scholarships. I got to get kids playing, and and and, and I, I don't know if it's coaches that need to that, that are trying to make a living out of coaching. It, you know, it's. It's too expensive, and they get rid of the older teams because they end up stop stopping to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's so focused on creating like M- MLS Next was the thing MLS Next, and then there are MLS Next two, MLS Next three. So they mm-hmm. tear- I'm like, what are we doing? I thought this was the next thing. Yeah, it's not. It's a name, and they'll change it again. They always do. Have you seen those guys play? Yeah, yeah. It- it's hard to tell. Like, I remember recruiting a really good kid, but I was watching him play MLS Next, and I couldn't tell him, like, he's not that good. I can't tell until he played with my college kids because it's so watered down. They don't connect passes, and you can't see if they're good. It's too hard, and it, it, it's, it, it is a mess. We need competition back. State Cup needs to matter. There shouldn't be two champions, four champions, or whatever in the same age group. It makes no sense to me. One champion. One state cup champion, one region championship, and one national title. Only four teams should go in nationals. That's it. Not thirty-five per age group. What are we doing? But, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's. But how do you how do you go back? How do you how do you get to that? It's I not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. It's too late. Right? My, my, the the my, money's too big. Yeah. And the cost of tournaments. Yeah. Oh my word. State cups like what fourteen hundred bucks now. That's crazy. I know, but. And it, it it is nuts. Fourteen hundred um, just to to play in it per team. Yeah. And what does that pay? What is oh, that's crazy. What does that get you? A ref like refs or very bad officiating because all the good uh, officials have left. It, it's it's a crazy world we live in with soccer right now. But it, there is talent. It's just it's not. It's all over the place. Like they're hidden. It's like there's not one or two or three teams that have it all. It's just it's all over. But it, it it's nuts. You could create an all-star team. I mean, fortunately for me at, at Phoenix College, I get some talent because I can yeah I I can put them all on one team. So it, it's a little different. Like we played um, we played RSL or excuse me uh, Rising U19 MLS Snacks. Supposedly had like seven eight Division one guys on the team. Or I don't know. We won six zero, had the ball the whole time, and I, I don't see it. Like back back in the day, clubs would mop JUCOs up. Yeah, I remember playing Grand Canyon, like when we we're on like um, 
Suarez, we, we just came together. We just destroyed them um, because the talent came together. I mean, yeah. and you can do that today. You know, it just, it's, I don't know. Every, everything's a little different. Different. I don't know what the solve is, but I think it's very interesting to have someone that from your era that you, you name dropped a lot of people that we remember because they were so talented. Yeah. It's not, oh, they're our friends. Well, yeah, maybe they're our friends, but man, they were talented. I don't know. Like, if I ask my son, I don't know if he can name drop that many. And be like, eh. You know. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I mean, the, the way that my career, club career went, I feel fortunate to play with all these amazing players, you know? It's like, to say that, I mean, in my and, and I don't want to, you know, you know, uh, dismiss anyone's progress or, you know, within a, like a national team, but think that, you know, both Greg and Pablo, like I know them and I played with them and, you know, it's it's like, yeah, I think I played with the best at that era. You know, and, and then to see, like like I said earlier, the talent that we had, that was around, it just didn't have anywhere to go, you know, as yeah. far as as far as far a, a, a collegiate. You know, you got to leave the state. Let's see what, I mean, back then it was Grand Canyon. That was it. But you have a pie. But if, if you think about, like, Santos. Santos, the 76s, 75s, 78s, 77s, you can talk about Ryan Turner went to Notre Dame, Pablo yeah. Mastroni played in UNC, Olympics and yeah. yeah. UNC. Evan Whitfield played for Chicago Fire. He played on the Olympic team. Yeah. He played at Duke. Uh, it, you, you can, so many of them played at high level yeah. because all the top players, I mean, they worked hard, came to one place because they trained a lot and yeah. people liked that. And then people got smart like, oh, we can make money off this. Oh, we have this, we have this. And then it started separating. You keep talent together on one field, good things can happen. The fact that I have players, I have players on my team that played for these academies, now play for me, are going to Gonzaga, are going to uh, San Jose State, are going to uh, Cal Baptist, are going to GCU. How come the club didn't get them there? I'm not a club. They don't pay me. I pay them. It's because we're all in together. And if you're with good talent, you can showcase talent. You imagine playing, I mean, you're a keeper, but I could imagine playing with players that were like a couple players that just were average and messed things up. I would punch yeah, them. Well, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I couldn't do it. But you kind of have to because they fund the team now. So you're going to have that. Like too many people are funding the team. It's good to have one or two yeah. funding team, but not seven. You can't have that mix. You need the you need the top talent together, but and that, I, I'm not saying it's like that all over the place. I just think when you remove competition, that's acceptable. It's just you know, like you have to play each other. Like uh, uh, I coached the '96 Hammers girls, and um, we could not play Sereno '96. They were too elite. They don't play Arizona teams. They only play California and whatever. They will not play Arizona teams. They're beneath. That's kind of their selling point. Well, we don't play Arizona teams. They're always traveling and playing. So they wanted us in their tournament. And I'm like, I'm not doing your tournament unless we get to play the 96 Serena. And they're like, well, no, I don't know about that. And eventually they, they needed us to fill a bracket and say, okay, we'll play you. But you have to play back to back on a Saturday. I'll, we'll take it. 
I took it. I don't care. So we had a game. Uh, we played. Um, they put us against a tough uh, TSA uh, number two in the state. We we beat them four zero, and then had to play Sereno, and Sereno was good. Les Armstrong just boom boom, just, just good soccer, and we only lost two zero. But that's the only way I could get that game. They made us play a really tough team, and then play right away. Th- that's what we do here and Les Armstrong with the beautiful hair you know what you did you know that's what we do like why are we so scared to Les, compete let's go play that. let's play but oh, you're not part of the league they do crazy things like this Freddie where like Tuzos they punish Tuzos you cannot play in the top APL league or whatever it was because they had rules on you have to have so many A licensed coaches on your staff who's saying this? the, the, the league's in state it's not that way today. Yeah. I think they got sued or something. But they they said that well, you're you can't play in this league. You don't have proper facilities, and you have to have uh, you have to have a uh, a licensed coach coaching that team to be able to play in that league. They do stuff like that. So they would say, hey, I I know you um, you work a nine to five, and you're working your butt off, and and you're paying for this team pretty much on your own just to travel and stuff, and you pick them up in your car and whatever. Um, you have to pay seven thousand dollars and miss work for two weeks to get your A license. That's what they do. That's yeah, pay that's to play. That's guard. We don't compete. We hide because you can, you can't have an Hispanic team beat your team when you're paying thousands of dollars and these teams show up with a, with a dad drinking Ducati on the sideline <laughs> and they just destroy you. You can't have that. Then how do you justify pay? So it's stuff like that. And it's not across the board, but there's, there's moments of that happens and it's, it's horrible. We need to compete. Everyone should be able to do state cup. Everyone, it should matter. But I agree. It definitely should matter. I mean, you have to get back to some type of, of healthy competition around people or, you know, kids the same age that just, I mean, what, what's the culmination that you're saying there's different championships in these different leagues and then that's just the end of it. Yeah. It, they they just keep creating a new scam because there's always new parents. New it, it's yeah. a new scam all the time because it used to be DA Development Academy. DA is crazy because uh, DA the MLS teams, MLS academies, they're in the first flight, and then they would have like high level clubs that'd be second. And then uh, in Seattle, I did a story about this uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, Maybe longer. It was back when DA was around. Uh, a second division team beat a MLS Academy team like 7-0. And they, they didn't do promotion relegation. It was promotion relegation for everybody except MLS Academies. They always had to be first. That's a problem. Well, and, and then eventually they got rid of DA because they didn't like how it was going. And MLS kind of took over and did their own thing. And that's now we have MLS next. So I don't know. Every, we're we're not together. We're, we're we're separated. Yeah. Everyone's in their own thing. Like, why can't we just be together and play? It's just play. But I don't know. Well, bringing everyone together to play. I mean, we, it sounds like you you've been able to accomplish that here at the at at, at Phoenix College, right? Because yeah. You're you able to, because you're able to bring kids in. Be able to entice them with some, you know, education, 
as well as some, you know, financials, right? Yeah. You're you're frozen, but that's okay. My my camera broke on you. That's all right. I sit real still. I can fix it. And we're almost done. There you go. Uh oh. I don't know if I like that angle. <laughs> there you go. It, you're on camera. There you are. All right, you're, you're, you're the, good to go. I usually use the other finger, but you're okay. <laughs> so, but it it it, it is uh, a goofy how everything's going with um, how we. Well, I mean, have you? Develop. I mean, you're in the community. You're in it. What's the? I know you said there's no solve, but what's what what's been talked about? You know, what do you with all the guests that you have on your show? What's what is the? We at least some path to. You know, bringing back to, you know that, you know the sport to the, where it's not all financially driven. It you're not going to get rid of money, but I think, and, and that's why I kind of like the podcast. It, it educates a lot of parents, and my my biggest fans, my biggest supporters, and the ones that keep me going is like they'll email me thanking me, like yeah. thanks for letting us know, and you know they now took their kid to. I'm a I'm a big proponent of don't pick a club, pick a coach. Because yeah, every club has good yeah. coaches. But don't cho- – oh, you don't choose this club because, oh, they have this pathway. that No, they – get the good coach. If, if, yeah. if we're in that situation, just get a good coach. Um, that'll – and don't worry about licensing and all that. But I think – I think if the parents get an uproar as far as like – re-looking things like we did a, a good podcast with uh, a gentleman named Bo Byerly and he he did this whole presentation on contact time and he took what it cost the registration and then contact time how many hours you practice games and all that mm-hmm. and then he would rank him by club some clubs it was like 55 bucks an hour wow and then some clubs were like eight okay and there's everything in between and people are like oh <laughs> And it, it gave them a, a tool of like now you can go talk to your mm-hmm. club and say, hey, what, what are we paying for? You know, like. Well, and I think that's also the thing. I think, I mean, parents maybe that are new and never played soccer and want to get their kids into it and they, they progress, you know, after their little kickers and then, you know, they go into uh, whatever next, next level of club or whatever. Uh, yeah. They might not know about soccer and, and that, you know, how to identify good coaching. Yeah. It, and the thing is like right now I'm a big proponent of just the parents are the number one problem. I mean, they, they they'll pay for anything to create an Instagram post or whatever they want to. Um, it, it is, it, it's a big problem. Um, I, I just like stop focusing on winning and not worry about it. Just, have fun because you'll be a better player if, if you're not thinking about, oh, what if? Just play. Be yeah. be present and play. And uh, now USL Academy is surfacing. That's the next one. USL Academy. USL. What's it? United States Soccer the, League. Yeah, Arizona. Or the the Rising. That's USL. So now they're going to have an academy. An academy, that's just a whole other league? Another league. We, we need it. We need another league. Because MLS next, yeah, and D or not D, uh, ECNL and um, there's like the regional league and state league and. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and and you would know better than I do. But if you have a, a league like that, that's taking on a 
Phoenix Rising name. We are here in Phoenix. Is there any tie to the city of Phoenix other than the name? Right? Is there any club structure? Is there any any you know involvement other than they're just called Phoenix Rising? You know what I mean? And, and the parallel that I would draw yeah. would be like you go to a town in Europe, right? They have, probably have a soccer club. You might not know of them, but they probably have a have mm-hmm. young kids playing in it and adolescent kids playing in it. Yeah. And every you know, forty years ago, they actually had a team that was pro or whatever, right? Yeah. Is 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 this the? I mean, because I remember thinking, I remember Greg hit me up, Vanny says, "Hey, you want to come down here in Casa Grande and be the goalkeeper, you know, trainer?" And I'm like, "I man, Greg, I got to make money. I got kids. I can't. <laughs> I can't do that right now." Um, but thinking like, well, man. Why is Salt Lake coming down here, right? And then you have, what's the other club? The other uh, uh, RSL. Uh, yeah, so RSL exactly. So you got you got RSL coming down from wherever. You got Surf or something coming over from California. Yeah. I mean, it's and to me, I guess my point is like, well, if there's a local, you know, if it's a Phoenix Phoenix Rising and it's a club design where they're you know, there is involvement and they're going to grow it. I would rather put my money and my kids into something like that than something that's going back to Utah. Right. And because I have to think that regardless of what they say on RSL badge, there's got to be something funneling back to Utah. Right. And it's so RSL, they were recruiting one of our kids at the time I was with Tuzos and they promised the kid that they would get to the RSL Academy. In Salt Lake, which is a big deal because it's free, it's the real mm-hmm. thing. But they said, "But you have to, you have to play for us locally for a year." And I'm like, "What? What? Why? Wouldn't if you're good? Wouldn't you just go there?" Yeah. Like that's how it's kind of like what I was telling you when when we were playing that A League team from New Mexico. I'm like, I. I did really well. Why aren't they recruiting me? Kind of thing. I'll, like, what's the pathway? That, yeah, we didn't have a pathway uh, back then. You know what? It was always a mystery to me. It was yeah. a mystery. Like, why? I, I think I'm doing well. How come? Yeah. How come there's not more? <laughs> yeah, we we didn't have anything. Like, but we, I, you know what? And 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 I was uh, I don't know. I was was very humble and very kind of not one to uh, celebrate my own successes, right? You know, so I wasn't going to tell everyone, hey, look at me. And, I'll, you know, so I was waiting for them to come, people to come to me. You know, whereas today, yeah. I think there's a little bit more uh, aggressiveness towards selling yourself, getting your name and getting your brand out there, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Case in point, this podcast, which is live every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So, um, well, Freddie, it's getting late. It is getting late. Do you and, work tomorrow? Yeah. I work seven days a week. Come on. I'm a machine. I'm on, I'm I'm getting into landscaping. I'm gonna be cutting grass now too. Yeah. I'm gonna love it. My field's gonna look like a golf course. I'm gonna cut it five days a week. No I don't know joke. If that's what you're supposed to do, but okay. Yeah. Rising cuts theirs five days a week. What we deserve it too. On this field out here? Yeah. Five days nice. a week. We just nip it. Wolfley's gonna let you practice on that field out there? There's no football here. None at all? No. Come on. <laughs> really? You've been gone a while. I have. Sorry. Yeah, it, we haven't had football since like Seriously? 2018. No football. No football. Wow. Sorry, Freddie. That's that's <laughs> kind of cool for you. Yeah, that's my stadium. That's awesome. I know. What's the name of the stadium? Hoy. 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 It's a past football coach. Okay. All right. 
We're not serving them well. You're not. It was no. hey, we didn't cancel it. Maricopa did. So, anyways, that's is it. that just PC? No, all Maricopa schools. No more. There's no, no more, more football. F- it it is sad. That's unfortunate because wow. we we're we're denying a whole whole population uh, the inability so if you to don't, advance. If you don't make it a, I guess this ain't about yeah. American football. But if you but if you're done, you don't go to a. It's it. No, it, it's like a there's problem. no no junior so, college football. Even when no. And even when we had football, we weren't good. We still sent guys to Division yeah. One to the pros. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. But if it wasn't for Dude, JUCO, is... I, it's bad. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a JUCO product. I can imagine, like, if they got rid of sports. They have, they've talked about it. If they got rid of sports, like, how many, how many players that we're, – we're last chance you. Like, we give kids opportunity to go play. I mean, we sent kids – to Old Dominion, to Cal State Fullerton, to uh, 15 to GCU, all over the yeah. country. Uh, Is that a possibility? They all sports? Never, it's Everything's always yeah. a possibility. Yeah. You never know. So, anyways, let's not end in on a negative note of no. like that. But Phoenix College is awesome right now. I'm going to cut the grass. I'm very excited about that. But, um, well, that concludes Episode 7. Well, thank 20, you, David. Uh, 735. Yeah, 735. Next week, we'll be on with 736 with, uh, I think, uh, Australia guy. Australia guy. Darren Tui, I think. Somebody. But we'll be back. Thanks you for Darren tuning in. Darren Tui, you celebrated goal a, a, goal, a national championship, club national championship yeah. with, right? And he played on the Australian national team for futsal. Nice. So, anyways, thanks for uh, coming on, Freddie. I'd My love pleasure. to have you on again. Uh, I, I I'm going to use all the mics. We'll, we'll go four mics next Let's time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get some other folks in here. We can reminisce. Like We can bring Bruce Banks in and do a Glory Days rendition. I would totally do that. We will do that. We'll see you next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Thanks for joining us. Peace.